0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together this morning in prayer. Today is Tuesday, and we're in the last week of the Easter season. Easter is not just one day, but a season that's made up of a week of weeks, and this is the seventh week. Today, we continue to read the first letter of St. Peter, but we're going to read not all of chapter two today, but uh, just the first 12 verses. We'll pick up the rest tomorrow. Please feel free to send me an email with any stories or insights or questions that might arise uh, in you this week. You can send them to me at PastorJim2006 at com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives life, salvation, and resurrection. Alleluia. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, Worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from First Peter chapter 2. So put away all evil. All deceitful, hateful, malice, and all ill-speaking. As newborn babies long for the pure spiritual milk, the real stuff, not watered down. That is what will make you grow up to salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Come to him, to that living stone. Humans rejected him, but God chose him and values him very highly. Like living stones yourself, you are being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices that will be well-pleasing to God through Jesus the Messiah. That's why it stands in Scripture, Look, I'm setting up in Zion a chosen, precious cornerstone. Believe in him, you'll not be ashamed. He is indeed precious for you, believers. But when people don't believe, the stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble as they disobey the word, which indeed was their destiny. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's possession. Your purpose is to announce the virtuous deeds of the one who called you out of darkness into his amazing light. Once you were no people, now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. My beloved ones, I beg you, strangers and resident aliens as you are, to hold back from the fleshly desires that wage war against your true lives. Keep up good conduct among the pagans, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they will observe your good deeds and praise God on the day of his royal arrival. The word of the Lord. When I was in youth group, we used to sing a song about being the temple of the Holy Spirit. The message was that we were to respect and honor these bodies of ours because it was in us that the Spirit of God was dwelling. And of course, that is true. But the problem was that this teaching was never deepened and we were never led deeper into the wonderful mystery of God's abiding presence in and with us as Christ's people. I think this is because our youth leaders and our parents, of course, had moral behavior as their primary aim, and this talk about our bodies being a temple of the Holy Spirit was a means to an end, which was to have us behave rightly. In this chapter, though, Peter uses temple imagery, and he also reminds his readers that they are to behave differently from the world around them But unlike my youth group leaders, Peter expands and deepens this teaching and connects it with God's intentions and purposes in Christ, which were from the beginning. God is building something, a glorious temple built on the cornerstone of his son, Jesus, the Messiah, a place for God's dwelling in the earth. And then we are like the stones that are built on the cornerstone called out of this world, uh, cleaned up, made holy, uh, and set into this living structure where the Spirit and the glory of God has come to dwell. And within this structure, we minister both to the Lord and bear witness to God's life-giving purpose for the world. We minister to the world because we are the temple of the Lord, though. We have been set apart to be priestly people to the Lord. And the behavior and the actions of this people are to be consistent with the worship in which we are engaged in the service in which we are engaged and the one that we are called to serve. The behavior that Peter discourages, he discourages not simply because it's contrary to God's commandments or because it is immoral or evil, oh, but because it is actually the way in which The pagan culture around him that surrounds this community, it's actually the way that they worship. And and in the way that they do these things, they become less than human. They're, They're dehumanizing. And that is how those who belong to the temples that are dedicated to honor and worship of idols or the powers of this world behave in their worship, in their celebration, in their festivals. In a city like Ephesus, which was home to the famous temple of Artemis, the good news now is that Jesus has built his own temple and sent his own spirit to dwell and abide there in this city. This temple is Christ's church, and that temple bears witness to the presence of the living God who loves and honors and glorifies human beings, raises them up to their true stature, and it's done so by becoming human being himself and redeeming them. Now, I don't mean to be too hard on my youth leaders. Teenagers aren't going to be especially appreciative of what Peter means when he writes about us being made into a temple. And that those of us who believe are built on this cornerstone. And, and that we, together as the Church, house the presence of the living God in the world. But that's why it's so important that we keep on reading and questioning and discussing and growing in our faith throughout our whole life. Because it turns out that there's so much more to this new thing that Christ is doing than we can ever appreciate at one time. And I don't know if we're yet fully grasping, even now, what Peter is saying about us as Jesus' people and what that might mean for a local congregation like ours, or for the way that we, as individuals, families, households, a church, and community live out our faith and witness to Jesus in the world. The truth of the matter is is that God has come to dwell among us, and that dwelling is also an invitation for the world to come into Christ and be saved in Jesus' name. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially today, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the warmth and light and nutrients of sunshine. We thank you for the new creation in Christ and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationship with others and for the communion of faith in your Holy Church. For what else are we thankful? Mighty God of mercy, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all your children. And bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially, we pray, for those who govern the nations of the world, that they might do so with justice and righteousness. We pray for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare or illness and disease. We pray for all who work to bring health and healing in its many forms to people throughout our neighborhood and our world. We pray for all who are working for peace and international harmony especially those who are trying to bring peace in Israel, for those who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For what else, or for who else, are we praying this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to fulfilling your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.